Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, my darlings. This week, for our dark and creepy story, I have written something that I've wanted to write for a while. For a long time, I have wanted to write a story based on the song Hotel California. I love that song. I love that it's a song with horror in it. And so I have written the story of a man crossing the desert, running from his demons. A man who finds something he doesn't expect. It's getting close to Halloween, everyone. And we have a lot of Halloween stories for you. So as September winds down like a clock, enjoy the story we have for you this week. The California Hotel. He drove through the desert with the windows down, letting in the night air with its smell of cooling sand and dust and sage. He liked to see the stars out here, to feel like in a world full of people, he could still be truly alone. And so he drove across the desert, just his old radio for company, enjoying the silence of his phone. With no signal out here, he could finally find some peace. If there was one thing he had learned, it was that sometimes you just had to get away from the demons that chased you. He had done this a few times before in his life, just set out across the Mojave with a few shirts, some borrowed cash, and not much else. He called it a reset. Others might call it running from the law. This time, though, he was running from worse than the law. Jack, which wasn't his name, but we need to call him something, Jack didn't mind his little resets, and he usually spent the drive shedding his former life like a snakeskin. Driving raw and metaphorically naked and daydreaming of the new life he would build around himself. Jack was getting older, and this last skin was harder to shed. Bits of it still clung to him. Memories of a wife a few people to work with that he actually liked, and then that mistake with the boss's daughter. So Jack fidgeted while he drove, tapping the steering wheel, switching stations, until the last station died, and all he had for company was the sound of the wind rushing through the open windows. And he drank his bottled water, and he wondered if he should retire, go straight. Stop conning. Maybe he was losing his touch. 
He smelled smoke on the air and his eyes narrowed. Jack had driven this stretch of the Mojave so many times, he had every bit of it mapped out in his mind, and there weren't any towns or campgrounds for another fifty miles. His elbow itched and he scratched it while his eyes roamed in the darkness, looking for a fire. There was nothing, just the faint smell of smoke and then something spicy and dry and odd, like a reptile cage. Jack rolled up his windows and checked his phone. There was still no signal. He looked for highway markers, hoping for some kind of sign that he was where he thought he was. For someone who lived by his wits, feeling like he didn't know everything around him was unnerving. Miles passed. The only light from his headlights, the stars, and the sliver of the moon. All of it making the sand and dust glow in the dark. The clock said 2 a.m., and Jack started hunting in earnest for a mile marker. He hadn't seen one in a while, and that wasn't right just like smoke in an empty desert. The road glowed up ahead and Jack squinted, trying to clear his eyes. But he still saw what he saw. A town, a hotel, and the road ran right through it. The town looked like it had been there for years. But there wasn't a town here. At least not the last time Jack had checked. He slowed as he got closer, although there were still no signs of any kind, not even the ones telling you to drop your speed as you got closer to any place people might be on a highway like this. His lights flickered and the car shut down right on the edge of town. One minute he was driving, and the next he was coasting in, losing speed, and finally rolling to a stop right by an abandoned building. The car wouldn't start. It just clicked when he turned the key, and Jack slammed his hand on the steering wheel before remembering none of his identities had a temper. He opened the door and breathed in the smell of the desert, a smell that reminded him of freedom, and then he put his working smile on his face and got out of the car, grabbing his overnight bag and a bottle of water. He carefully locked his car before walking down the dusty road towards the hotel. It was small, smaller than anything he'd stayed in in recent memory. Just two stories and a swinging sign that said lodging. Jack rolled his shoulders and walked in, stopping just inside the threshold to look around. The hotel was a cross between a saloon and a Spanish villa, with a bar and a courtyard with a fountain and a ton of plants, shockingly lush out here in the dry Mojave. A woman walked towards him across the courtyard, 
bringing with her the sweet smell of the red flowers that bloomed inside the hotel. Her white dress stood out from her olive skin and dark hair, and her eyes made him want to drown in pools of still water at night, the kind of water that goes deep underground, deep where the sightless things swim in the dark. She stood before him and didn't say anything. Jack reached out a hand, but dropped it when she looked at it like she didn't know what it was. She had a gold bracelet on her left wrist, a snake with green eyes eating its own tail. My name is Jack, he said instead. My car broke down. It sounds like a cliche, but it's true just stopped right on the edge of town and my phone doesn't have a signal he waved a hand uselessly and she watched it move expressionless so where am i he finally asked i've been down this road before but i've never seen this town this time she answered him her mouth moved so slowly like every word had a flavor she wanted to catch before letting it go. You're in California, Jack. This town has no name. You've probably driven past it before and just never seen it. Jack could have sworn he was still in Nevada, but maybe he had dozed a little, just checked out while driving. He really was tired. That last thing had really taken it out of him. He'd had to burn his clothes before he left town. She kept looking at him, waiting. Can I get a room? he asked. She turned and walked over to the bar, her hips swaying in a way that reminded him of too many women. Too many women and a few girls that he'd never see again. He went dizzy for a minute and then followed her, rubbing his face. Sometimes it gets to people. Jack. She said his name oddly again, like she knew it wasn't his. He smelled that smoke and spice smell again. She handed him an old key, a plastic disc with a small key on it and a room number in the single digits. Over there, she waved to a far corner of the courtyard. She didn't seem to like him much. Jack walked along the plants and flowers to his room, wondering why she hadn't asked for his ID or his credit card wondering where he really was. The room didn't have a television in it or a phone. It was a nice room, though. The furniture was real wood. The bedspread looked new but old-fashioned. It reminded him of how hotel rooms had looked in the 60s, when even the cheap ones were nice. He wondered who owned the hotel, that they had decorated it so retro. Nouveau retro. 
He looked for a minibar, but the room didn't have one of those either. The shower was nice and hot, so he rinsed off the dust of the desert, rinsed his mouth, and when he came out, there was a bottle of Jack Daniels on the table and a chilled glass bottle of water, along with a bucket of ice and a single glass. He was pretty sure it hadn't been there when he came in. He thought about the woman at the front coming into his room while he was in the shower, and he opened the bottle and took a shot straight from it. What was her name? He'd gotten into enough trouble because of women. It was probably best to just stay in his room and stay away from that particular temptation. He dropped a couple of ice cubes into the glass, poured in three fingers of whiskey, and then splashed in just a bit of water. He drank it fast, trying to drown out the pictures of women that kept flashing in his head. Women and girls. Girls and women. The label on the bottle looked strange, old and faded. It said 1969. He wondered if it was an anniversary release or something, or just another weird retro touch in this weird hotel. And then, somehow, the bottle was empty, and the night wore on, and he slept waking sometimes to the sounds of laughter outside his room. The room was hot and he was sweating, tangled in the sheets. The room was oddly humid, humid like the garden in the courtyard, as if he'd left the cool night of the desert behind him when he walked into this hotel. His dreams were filled with snakes and women writhing around in a cave. His old boss was there holding a knife. He could hear drums but not see them and his blood was pulsing and pounding in time to the drum beats. Incense snaked through the air, spicy and hot, and everything swam in and out of focus. In and out. In and out. He could still hear the drums beating when he woke up. His phone said 2 a.m. again, and he blinked, his eyes sticky and dry, and his head pounding, pounding. The door shook with it, but no, someone was knocking on the door. He opened it, and she was there. She held a candle, and she didn't say a word. Just stood there, looking at him with her all-black eyes. Jack stood, and he walked to her. He knew this was why he was here. 
She turned and led him into the courtyard. There were shapes moving in the plants. He couldn't tell what they were. He also didn't care. He scratched his arm and a patch of skin came off and lay in the waxy green leaves behind him. The courtyard had a set of white stone steps leading down and down and down. She led him down into the darkness and he still couldn't find his voice to ask where they were going. But she knew, she knew his question. Once you come here, you can never leave, she said, the S's sibilant in her mouth as all things were. He thought of his boss with the snake tattooed on his arm, the young daughter much too young for a tattoo, with the snake wrapped around her thigh. He thought of the money stashed in his bag, but then the smell of incense hit him and he didn't think about it again. The incense was smoky and spicy all at once, and he heard them. Skin on skin as they slithered in the darkness. She shed her white gown like a skin, like the skin he shed every time he did a con. Every time he left his life behind. And then she slid into the darkness of the cave. And without touching him, without saying a word, she pulled him in behind her. He fell into the darkness and felt the strike of their fangs in his skin. And he couldn't move. He could barely breathe as their bodies twined around him cool and dry and the spicy dust of their skin filled his nose and they bit him and bit him again and he lived without dying until they'd had their fill until they discarded his empty shell like a husk, like a dead skin, withering away in the wind.